Hello and welcome to this, the Talking Dogs podcast. I'm Graham Hall and I've been working with dogs and their lovely owners too for well over 10 years now. You might know me as the dog father. Perhaps you've caught me on television's Dogs Behaving Very Badly. The TV show clearly makes you realise that, you know, you don't have to suffer in silence, that there may well be a way to deal with, well, whatever behaviour issue, you know, your dog's got. Because afterwards I get so many requests for advice that, well, I can't answer them all. But now... I can bring answers to you directly on this podcast. By the end of this training session, I promise that you'll have learned some new ideas that will make sure that you and your dog are living together in perfect harmony. You know, I can't say those those words without thinking of an old Coca-Cola commercial. You know the song. Anyway, a number of you have got in touch about the different and frustrating ways that your dogs are using their paws. Now, later on, I'll hear from Nona, who's concerned about her dog gnawing at his paws. But first, though, Lucy sent through this voice note. Hi, Graham. I'm Lucy. I've got a rescue from Cyprus called Locket. So we're Lucy and Locket. She's a cross between a husky pointer hound and German shepherd, so she's pretty active. We do two walks a day. She has a Kong wobbler, loads of toys. She's crate trained. She's really obedient. We're getting there with recall. The one thing I can't crack is her digging in the garden. I've created a digging sandpit area. I've hide treats and bones in there and I've covered over the holes that she's dug so many times I can't remember and it just seems to be getting worse. I would love your advice because my garden looks like a mud pit. Thanks so much. I love the I love the names, Lucy and Lockett. Um yeah, interesting. And you've sent me a photo as well of your garden. And it does indeed look like, um, well, it looks like a bomb site, really. It's uh, it's surprising uh, how much digging a husky pointer German shepherd hound can do, really, isn't it? Um, I don't need to tell you that, Lucy. So I think there is a question to answer about, you know, digging. Is it a problem? Is it just what dogs do? You know, dog digging up a bone and a bone and all that kind of thing. Should we be worried about a dog digging? Should we encourage it? To take all those in order, I think it is a fairly normal thing for dogs to do. A lot of dogs just enjoy it. I mean, they, they, they have fun that way. No bad thing. I have seen it become an obsessive thing, particularly with those breeds that are a bit inclined towards that. Border Collie Springs to mind, but also some German Shepherds where it's it's almost like, you know, when you see a dog chasing um, shadows and things around, it's like it's just they have to do it. They have to do it, the compulsion. You think that dog's not really happy. It doesn't sound like that in your case I think Lucy so I think Lockett clearly loves digging I think it's not a bad thing however I don't think she understands the rules I think she's just like you can dig everywhere it's all the same often dogs do dig in the same places because they're not daft really they kind of go I dug here once and I found something interesting so I'm going to dig again you never know you never know you never know and away they go so I think your sand pit idea isn't a bad one because she's clearly you know really into it i think the bit you've missed is i'm guessing right that you haven't told her where not to dig all right and that means you've got to supervise so i think in a nutshell what's happened here is she's gone oh garden sandpit right garden dig 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 oh find toy dig 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 find a different side dig 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 find whatever right so digging is good digging in the garden is good Right, and you and I are thinking, no, digging in the sand pit is good, but she hasn't made that distinction yet. 
So how do you do it? Well, really simple. When she's digging in the sandpit, it's going to be self-rewarding anyway because she's going to find stuff and she just likes digging. <laughs> if you could speak to her, it'd be, you know, I love digging, mate. You know, what, what, what is it about digging? I don't know. I just, I just love digging. I love digging. It's great. I love digging. Um, and then she's away doing it on the lawn. So you could tell her she's a good girl when she's digging in the sandpit, but I'm waffling a bit. But essentially what I'm trying to get to is I don't think you need to because I think the reward's already there. However, when she's digging elsewhere in your lawn, for example, you need to appear and tell her off, but don't go over the top with it. So it means you need to supervise in order to get this right. You can't just leave her on her own. You go up and it's like, ah, no, and then lead her to the sandpit, and then she digs in the sandpit. Yeah, good girl, that's fine. And I keep an eye on her. When she goes, sandpit, border sandpit, lawn, no take her back to the sandpit and if need be you might need to sort of stand over it you know move your foot into the into position where she's where she's digging from now a fairly extreme fix to this in flower beds in particular i've heard in the past is you, you dig down a bit put the soil to one side put a load of chicken wire down flat right and then put the soil on top and plant through all of that I'm not keen on on the, the chicken wire thing. It, it does stop dogs because they, 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 you know, they scramble down through and go, "Oh, I didn't like that," because it went ding, 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 ding on their on their claws, you know. But you know that could be. I think it could be a bit aggressive, really, as a as a fix. And there is a danger that your dog's going to get hurt there. They're going to cut themselves. They're going to get an infection. It might be possible to use a sort of plastic mesh thing. That might be a, a thought. Uh, if you you know, not so much for you, Lucy, but you know, if, if you've got a problem in a flower bed, and I'm moving away from the initial thing here, sometimes two or three feet of a fence I've seen plastic mesh put, and, and dogs just hate that feeling. So without it being dangerous to them, it's just a deterrent, you know, and then eventually you take it away because they're out of the habit. So the message is really clear. Sandpit, yes. Lawn, no. I think what you've probably done so far is garden, yes. I think that's the, that's the crux of it. Now, while we're outside in the garden, I wanted to say a quick word about plants, in particular daffodils, because I received this incredibly sad message recently, and it, it reads like this. Last Tuesday, we lost our nine-month-old puppy, Jack Russell, Poppy. She'd been munching on the daffodils in our garden. Now, we took her to the emergency vet on the Saturday, and they thought she'd been poisoned. About two months ago, she got a plant on the table and chewed that. So I started looking in the garden. I noticed that the daffodils were chewed. Now, the vet said they're highly toxic. Her kidneys had gone into failure, and she had too much toxin in her system. The vets tried everything they could, but she was too poorly, and she had a cardiac arrest on Tuesday, and we lost the sweetest puppy. Uh, we're all heartbroken, I can imagine. What a terrible thing. Do you know, I didn't know about daffodil plants themselves being poisonous. Um, hands up, there are lots of plants that actually are poisonous in a garden. And it's a good idea if you've got lots of flowers in your garden just to do a quick uh, internet search and you can soon find lists of what, what are. But I was aware of daffodil bulbs. Apparently, if you've got cut flowers in the house, the water can be poisonous as well. You might have seen on, on my social media feeds that we've been talking about it. And I thought we'd uh, let you know about that here on this podcast. It may well be that you're listening to this at a time of year when there are no daffodils about, but the bulbs are still in the ground. So we're talking about dogs using their paws and digging. So just be aware if you know that there are daffodil bulbs, any bulbs actually, in the ground, just be very, very careful what your dog's putting in their mouth. So sad. 
Okay, so now to a dog whose active paws are causing a mess inside the house. This voice note is from Alice about her nine-month-old cockapoo, Mabel. We've noticing with Mabel recently that she started a really peculiar behaviour of when we put her water bowl down, she tips it upside down or she'll pour out all the water. Um, so basically all the water ends up all over the floor. She she will still drink from it, but this seems to occur several times per day when we fill up her water, put it down, she'll tip it out again. We're trying to work out why she's doing this. Um, I think it might be because she's noticing like a pattern at the bottom of her bowl and perhaps seems to think this is some sort of toy or treat. Um, so she's trying to use her paws and get to it. However, we're just trying to work out how to stop her doing this behaviour. We don't constantly want to be mopping up our floors and we don't want to be able to not put her water bowl down so she can have a drink. So, yeah, any suggestions you have of what we could try to do to stop her from doing this would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Thanks for sending that in, Alice. Um, super glue. That's what you want. Just glue it to the floor. <laughs> no, <laughs> obviously not. Uh, yeah, as you were telling the story, I was trying to work it out too. Um, and then, yes, it could well be that there's something at the bottom of the bowl that she thinks is something to get to, in which case there's an obvious answer there, isn't it? Try a different bowl, um, try a couple of different bowls. Sometimes those really heavy ceramic ones are a bit harder to tip over. The other thing that's possible is that she's seen a reflection in the water on the top and the reflection moves and that's interesting to her. So she's a cockapoo, right? So let's think about the breed here you know cocker spaniels working dogs you know they were bred to go and pick up things that moved birds that fell poodles water dogs interesting they would go and pick up game that had fallen over water so it's possible that she's seen a reflection so think about where you put in the water bowl maybe try different places in the house alice or if it's possible to move the lights around uh, if they're in the kitchen quite often we've got those little spotlights that can be angled in a different way those are a couple of ideas for you if i was really struggling with this um, i think what i would do is just put an empty bowl down and see what she does and if she goes to tip it over you haven't got the mess over the floor you can simply go at, put it back in position you know she does it again no but you know and and then when she backs off and goes oh, oh for goodness sake you know give it a rest you know she backs off you go oh good girl maybe a treat even so we're rewarding the leave it alone moment and then you start to put a bit of water in bit more water in bit more water in that's how i would teach the opposite of what she's currently doing but do you know what i'm more on the root cause thing why is she doing it the other possibility of course is it's just attention seeking she does it because she gets everyone's attention you'll kind of know that in your heart of hearts so does she do it you know, when you've put the water down and walked away, do you come back when you hear it crash all over the floor? That's a possibility. So in which case, by the way, put it down with next to no water in and just ignore it. So she starts to learn that, actually, I, I tip the water bowl all over the floor and they don't come back anymore. Boring. <laughs> Like Lucy and Alice, Claudia is preoccupied by her dog's paws, but her issue is slightly different. Now, her email says, Bonnie is a 13-year-old Jack Russell cross shih tzu. She has a bad ear infection, cataracts in both eyes, and arthritis in her back legs. Bless her. She's getting on a bit, isn't she? She's happy enough, Claudia says, but the big problem is that she regularly gnaws her front paws, and it's a habit now. 
the vets have tried all kinds of treatment, but nothing's really worked. Okay, as I'm reading through that, I'm straight away I'm thinking, get to the vet, get to the vet. So if you've got a problem like that, and a, and a dog's sort of chewing at their paws, or anywhere else on the body actually, uh, or scratching that kind of thing, sometimes it's going to be an allergy, all sorts of things. I would always advise, go and have a chat to your vet first, and see you know, if you can sort of fix it at a root cause level. Now, it could be that Bonnie was chewing her, her paws for a very genuine reason that they they really were sore or itchy or whatever it was and then discovered that that gets people's attention so that's a possibility right it once upon a time it's like oh this is itchy this is itchy and it's like oh everybody loves me when i do this you know maybe i'm getting ignored and i do this and everybody's on top of me that's possible the other one is when you get dogs who are really bored or anxious they'll chew paws as a displacement behavior what does that mean well very similar to humans and uh, and biting nails very similar if you think about paws it's just something that you do that becomes a habit because you do it so many times and the trigger is when you, you get a bit anxious or, or whatever it is clearly something we want to discourage quite often you can sort of put a little break in by physically stopping them from doing it like moving the head away at no don't do that we've got an old boxer who's uh, 11 years old and he gets a bit of an itchy face now and again and he will scratch and he'll actually make himself bleed he scratches so much it's a similar thing and it's just a case of, uh, no oi no don't do that and you move him away and he kind of looks at you and it's always a note to self we need to get you more of that medication but it, in the moment what you do is once he's stopped and you get that pause, um, excuse the pun there, um, and it's not going to last long, just for a few seconds, then you can reward the not doing it. So it's like, I, no, and you probably will have to physically move her away from her paw, right? And it's like, hmm, oh, okay, two or three seconds, no more than that. Good girl, that's fine, good, good. And when she goes back to it, I, no, you know, it's like, no. and then often what happens is the moment passes. You know, you do it two, three times, they go, oh, all right, and they're on to the next thing. What you've got to be careful of with something like this is the temptation to accidentally reward the that sort of chewing at the pause behaviour, right? What do I mean? People will come in with a treat or a favourite toy or something. She's chewing her pause. She's like, look, 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 there's this instead. You think you're trying to distract her. But what you're actually doing is making a connection in her brain where she goes, chew, pause, get ball chew pause get treat i'll do that more often you've got to interrupt the behavior by you know saying no and moving her away and then when she's doing something else not chewing that's when you reward the good bit and if you're consistent with that and you get your timing just right you, you'll train her away from uh, from doing it assuming that we've we've nailed the root cause because let's be honest if her pause is still itchy or, or or hurting for some reason it will continue so yeah keep talking to your vet Thank you so much for joining me for this. Well, the last episode, in actual fact, of this series of Talking Dogs. But you can still get in touch with me. If you've reached the end of your tether with your dog, do send an email or a voice note to talkingdogs at avalonuk.com and I hope we'll be able to help you soon. Just before you go, though, please do rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and that way you'll be notified as soon as this podcast is back. Until then, though, take care of yourself and, of course, your dogs. Bye for now.